Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Shout out to our newest Patreon sponsor, Logan. Love you, mean it. We always love the support, and thank you guys for everyone that supports us through Patreon. Okay, now we're recording here. Didn't get any of your flip-flops. Damn it. I know. So now we did. Thank if you me. guys can imagine that sound that um SpongeBob's feet make in the cartoon. Do they make a sound? Yeah, they're like That's a how much sound. I haven't watched. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. underwater. That's a Wouldn't really it be good more reason. of a whoosh? Whoosh. I think more of like a <laughs> would be yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to pay the next. Next time I'm in the water, I'm going to squish around and see what Yeah, happens. if you could just bring your cutest uh, rubber boots that you have. In the water. Just in the water, yeah. Your galoshes, if you will. Yeah. yeah. For Did research. I tell you that somebody told me that I was like a tame SpongeBob in personality? Is that a compliment that? or an insult? I don't know. SpongeBob's popular. <laughs> but like tame. But like, you know, my spirit feels more like a Squidward, you know? But I guess outwardly, I am more of a SpongeBob. A tame one? Oh, so you're saying I'm a full SpongeBob. Is that what you're well, saying? I'm not sure it's not if the... it's worse to be better <laughs> tame or not tame. I don't know. I'm feeling like super weird about it. TBH. I feel like Can I've we been called to... and be like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yes. Hello, 21 year old that I stumbled upon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were 21? Know? Oh, we're disregarding immediately. I should just be lucky that they knew who SpongeBob was, you know? I mean, honestly. Like, that was, that's, he's been around. Did I tell you about the time that I was at a Christian summer camp and they were like anti SpongeBob because he had like an effeminate voice? Does that lead into today's topic a it little does, bit? Actually. Hatred towards things seemingly queer? Period. Period. They didn't like him because he had a, an effeminate voice. SpongeBob is satanic. Like they were like, we can't figure out SpongeBob's gender. <laughs> I'm like, he's a boy. Who cares? SpongeBob is he. I mean, uh, yeah, who cares? Also, he's a sponge. He's a sponge. I like that that's where like we can like, suspend sponge. our disbelief right, from there, right? right? Yeah, we're like, whoa, we don't know the gender on this sponge. <laughs> he is non-binary. Non-binary. They, them. Non-binary. <sighs> I think, you know what, I'll be Aren't honest. Aren't sponges actually technically um, hermaphroditic? Oh my God. Or am I thinking of... SpongeBob was SpongeBob just might actually be hermaphroditic. I need to actually, I'd have to look that up. Well, I don't think SpongeBob had any romantic partners. Because it was a cartoon. Maybe. Relax. <laughs> Listen, this is obviously old enough for us to be able to dis- have discourse on SpongeBob's sexuality. I love that your Christian camp set the tone for SpongeBob what's happening in 2023. <laughs> what can I say? The Christians were way ahead. You know what I mean? They Killing were it. just so future. Killing it. Huh? That is the darkest, darkest joke, joke I will ever, ever allow on this podcast. Ever. <laughs> You should go go to your room. <laughs> go to your room. I'm cutting the video. Hey, look, sponge square tape. Oh my sponge. god! So that really means. Wait. I got so what's like a non-binary SpongeBob name? Sponge, not Bobette. That'd be girl. Sponge with like a accent on the e. 
Bobby. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, if you want to be Bob and you want to be a woman, that's up to you. Yeah, you, you, know, do, you that. Do, do that. So, yeah, SpongeBob love... because he feels aligned with that name. Okay. They feel aligned they. with that name. Yeah. Thank I, you. I feel like SpongeBob's more of a they them. They're a sponge. <laughs> SpongeBob is queer. Do you agree? <laughs> Leave your answer below. I like that was your Christian Camp's concern. Yeah. Yeah, Never like, have I ever even considered Sponge... I didn't even give a shit. No one cared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were all just like, what, 13-year-olds that were being trained to be counselors at a camp for grade schoolers, so... I, I don't even think... Was there... Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Was there a lead-in to being like, if somebody references Spongebob, you tell them to repent to the Lord. <laughs> they will say seven oh, Hail Marys. Oh, you watch that? Krabby Patties are of the devil. They sound yummy. They do sound really good, and I personally believe they do look very good, even as a cartoon. I'm a huge lover of cartoon foods. <laughs> they pull restaurants based on, like, Harry Potter foods. I'd eat there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, like... No, they think Harry Potter's a devil, too, so... Oh, yeah. I, to- I told you that, like... Yeah, my mom didn't let me read Harry Potter as a child because of the witchcraft. Did I tell you about that? Because you were going to be Harry Potter. I want you. I want you to know. I think that really affected like whether or not I became like a quote unquote reader as an as an adult. I because I think that. that like Harry Potter is such a dense book that so many kids were like diving oh, into yeah. and reading and in like twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I really mm-hmm. feel like the reason why I have a second grade reading level. It's because your mom shamed you around witchcraft. I couldn't. And guess what? Years later, when they came out with the movies, guess who was all crowded up on the couch at home watching it. So really what my mom was trying to say is that books are of the devil. Well, and guess who's still gone to witchcraft? Oh, oh, oh. You know, you can't just, you can't just say I can't have the one fruit in the, in the garden. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to go for it. Oh, and don't even get me spiraled on that whole story. Um, the more I learn, the less I... I know. Sometimes I think about people who are like, yeah, I'm getting into like trying to read about the Bible. And I'm like, you really got to talk to my friend. <laughs> you guys, I will just provide the drinks and you guys can go off. Found out yesterday there was a female apostle no one ever talks about. Yeah. I would have been an apostle if that one is in the Bible. Apostadol. Uh, they don't like it. What was her name? Uh, I'd have to look it up again. I just started learning about something, it. Something like Ruth. Yeah, like they... It doesn't fit the narrative anymore, so they got rid of it you know as you do with apostles it's fine anyways on topic we opened with a lot of scary <sighs> things <laughs> and now we get to continue with more scary, scary things, things serious yeah. face sorry sorry we're being silly for what's about to be very serious and i guess we should start with i'm april i'm cj and this is freaks kinks and geeks oh my thank you wow i'm never literally oh never my sure. right never now sure yeah oh my god oh my lord yeah it's one of those things where it's like the first thing that hits you is like complete and utter disbelief and you kind of just keep going about your life for at least the next 24 yeah. hours thinking like, and that, that might just be like, you know, I'm, I'm not in, in this seat of like being a target. So like, that's my privilege of being yeah. able to be like, okay, have, have to even have time to process it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're in a situation where it is like unreal. feels like they're kicking us out of the state. Yeah. So, I mean, so, set, so this topic we're going to talk about and I... <laughs> The irony is, I, I'm pretty sure almost a year ago to the date, very close, we were discussing anti-abortion okay. legislation. Yep. So Florida and most, a lot of other states actually are now Florida-ing. Um, the way that that's a verb and everybody who heard it knew what you were talking about. They know about. immediately what I mean. Uh, we live in Florida. Boo. <laughs> Literally boo. Um, 
So today we're going to talk about what's going on not only here in Florida, but actually in a lot of other states. Yeah. What's going to come kind of across the country, what you can do to protect yourselves, what you can do to help, our thoughts on it, how to mentally prepare for the next few years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's going to be one of those episodes, but yeah. there is a juicy, juicy stats. And we're also, we're creating resources to help. Um, yes. So we're going to have a website page that is, is specific right there. Mm -hmm. um, and for, in the comments. I mean, and in the comments. The description or whatever. Yep. Those things. That the things where words go. Um, resources to help our LGBTQIA plus family um, with a specific focus right now on trans resources because they're the ones that, mm -hmm. I, you know, they're all under attack, but they're going to be, in my opinion, the most heavily impacted um, over the next few years. Yep. So um, that's why this, this episode matters. Um, we're going to share a lot of stats. We're going to share a lot of info. Did a lot of research. So this is not stuff that we just made up. We're mm -hmm. not just pulling numbers out of our ass. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to share these numbers. Yes, it's kind of depressing, but it does matter. Yeah. Yeah. And you should know why it matters. Because I guarantee it affects someone around you that you know, even if you don't realize it does. Yeah, definitely. So That's I think I even heard, not to start with a stat, but to start with a stat. <laughs> I think I heard um, one of the most recent stats around Gen Z is mm -hmm. that 40% now identify as queer. We're on the queer spectrum. Whoa, I can see that. 40%. I actually thought it was higher, to be honest. And it probably is. Mm -hmm. It oh, would not yeah. surprise mm -hmm. me if it is. Yeah. 40% of people felt safe admitting enough to that say they that they're on the queer spectrum mm -hmm. kind of somewhere on the you know it's a whole thing mm -hmm. so Gen Z right now are very open and much more capable of owning that space for themselves yeah that's part of why this matters because right, the exactly. next generation coming up behind us is very much deeply ingrained in this topic yeah so this affects a lot of them as well yeah all of them and all of us yeah. even if you're straight even if you're whatever cis it, it it's going to affect you it does not ever end just with the group they're attacking at the time which is mm -hmm. why back when they were attacking abortion rights we knew they were going to keep going yeah and they yeah. have i'm pretty so, sure we said that in the episode too yes mm -hmm. so again didn't end with abortion rights it's not going to end here and if you think it is you really should go do some research yeah um which i think I just think it's funny how, like, do you remember when the mask mandate came out and everybody on the right was suddenly very my body, my choice? <laughs> like, it was yeah. their fucking dying words. Don't even get me started. And, like, that section is all very, very quiet with all of this going on right now. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, well, now we're protecting the children. Oh, right. So now it's not their yes. body. They can now claim it because they feel the righteous indignitude to do so. Great. But I will get on such a tangent if I if I allow myself almost, to. Yep. Anyways. Want you to. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing here in Florida right now, they just passed the bill last week um, that officially allows them to do a few things. One, anyone under eighteen is no longer allowed to have gender affirming care. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it illegal. Um, they actually can take your kids away from you if you provide gender-affirming care. And then I also found out yesterday they can also change custody agreements between parents based on either gender-affirming care or the fear 
that gender affirming care will be given, even if it has not started. As in, like, if one pers- uh, one parent is supportive. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Said no one ever. <laughs> Literally nobody ever. Um, it's just so interesting, like the the um, complete rejection of the pipeline from like not giving gender affirming care to like the suicide rates. Right. Well, and also just the whole like parents literally should be able to choose if their children mask, but can't choose if their children have health care. Right. And doctors are now also allowed to deny Floridians care based on their own moral and ethic guides. Great. So personal, moral, um, and efficacies outside of medicine, uh, they can deny you for any of it. Great. No matter what the care. Love that. That's so much. I'm already like feeling it in my jaw. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to not clench. Yeah, gotta keep breathing. Yes, yes, yes. yes, um, yes. So yeah, let's talk is. about not just Florida because I could bash fucking Florida all fucking day at this point. And if that's what you're here for, don't worry, that'll be sprinkled that'll up throughout. That'll be happening. And yes, I live in Florida, and that's why we're the maddest. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the United States as a whole. These are just mm-hmm. some facts on what is happening. In the U.S. as a whole. So, and we, these are all based on actual researchable yeah. documents. I'm going to let you know where they're at. Mm-hmm. I, we can drop them in the comments. This first one is from the ACLU, ACLU mm-hmm. and this is for the 2023 legislative session. Yes. Um, which oh, number? I think it, it was, no, this one. So there are currently, how many bills? process oh my god um just a small small amount of 490 got it with a little like filter by state yeah you can filter by state and that gets really depressing i don't want to yeah um i counted it up so this actually does it by Mm -hmm. state by how many bills are currently either enacted or going to be enacted i'm going to include that here as well for you guys to put that there so there are currently 17 states with 10 or more bills that are targeting LGBTQ rights. There are six states with seven to nine currently targeting LGBTQ rights, which means that at this current moment, almost half of the United States have seven or more bills targeting LGBTQ. Just let that sink in for five seconds. So that's cool. Not really. Um, you can go on this website, look up what the bills are. It's actually mm-hmm. very informative. Yeah. And depressing. Yes. Um, the second thing that we found was the human rights campaign. Mm-hmm. So I love human rights campaign. They're very informative, mm-hmm. very fact-based. Mm-hmm. If you've seen those little uh, yellow equal signs, that's their logo. So currently there are 19... Uh, different states where there are current laws or policies banning gender-affirming care up to the age of 18. So 18 or under, there are 19 states that they cannot have gender-affirming care in. Awful. Uh, Law or policy gender-affirming care that is being considered in those states, there are eight. So that means there are over 50% of the states where it is either currently banned or likely going to be banned in the very near future. Right. And those are some fun stats if you want to throw those out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So 30.5% of transgender youth live in states that have passed bans on gender-affirming care, meaning that they're not able to get the gender-affirming care that they need. And 13.6% of transgender youth are at risk of losing access to gender-affirming care altogether. Which, it's like, 
I'm not sure what camp you're on, if this seems like a low number, but it just seems like it's pretty high considering it should be zero on each. Anyway. Right. So that's almost 50%, which lines up with, and I, so here, with I'm not here one. to argue with one parent in particular on if your child should have gender affirming care. That's not my place. Okay. I am. <laughs> um, my personal stance is every parent should have the right to choose. Okay. Very much like every woman should have the right to choose. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to get an abortion, don't have to get one. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that your decision with your child, you have to give them gender-affirming care. That mm -hmm. needs to be determined by you and a group of medical professionals and therapists and mm -hmm. psychologists mm -hmm. and doctors. But as a parent, you should have the right to make that decision, mm -hmm. not the state. True. Yeah. I mean, the state being the one making the decision is super problematic. Very problematic. Mm-hmm extremely yeah. problematic mm -hmm. um so that's you know i'm not sitting here saying you have to give every child gender affirming care mm -hmm. i don't think it's appropriate maybe for every child mm -hmm. i think there's many steps between them saying they want it and it's starting mm -hmm. but i think that's also the same for adults mm -hmm. adults also have to go through many steps to have that process mm -hmm. they have to be seen by doctors psychiatrists they have to get vetted so same process. Yeah. yeah. Don't know why we're treating it different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, these states are saying that parents are not responsible enough to take care of their own children. Basically, yeah. And that the state is stepping in where they feel parents are failing in that way. Just interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So. so why does it matter? Outside of, obviously, parents' rights and mm -hmm. children's rights. Children do actually have rights. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, Florida doesn't know that. Yeah, that's news. That's, to news that's to fake news to Floridians, actually. <laughs> but let's talk about why it matters. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the most prevalent point comes up, again, to my mind, is the suicide rates. Yeah. Like, how, how the effects of not having the gender-affirming care affects whether or not somebody feels that they can even stay existing, not true to who they are in their life. Um, we do have a stat here that 82% of transgender individuals have considered killing themselves and 40% have attempted suicide with suicidality highest among transgender youth. Um, what I thought was interesting is that it says that the influence and in the, of the risk factors are interpersonal and environmental microaggressions, such as laws being passed that refuse gender affirming care to them internalized self-stigma, which comes from being in an environment that doesn't, uh, you know, support trans lives, and adverse childhood experiences, such as your parent not supporting you, or your, your friends, state. or your state. So these are actual statistical factors that lead to the suicide rates. Mm -hmm. We also have 56% of youth reporting a previous suicide attempt, and 86% reporting suicidality. And that's just youth in general. Yeah. So they also... That's not even adults. Right, 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 right. That's and they attribute it to feeling school belonging at, at risk, emotional neglect by their family, once again, internalized self-stigma, and then um, uh, as, to, as the main things that have uh, influenced that suicide rate. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah. I will say that they did list protective factors as feeling that they are belonging in school, uh, family support, support from their peers in their lifetime, and um, that those are, that's it. Those are them. Yep. So definitely, you know, be an ally to your friends. Like, that's super important in terms of whether or not they make a decision to harm themselves irreparably, you know? Yeah. 
pretty much so. Um, this next one that we found um, is talking about trans adults. Mm-hmm. Um, they are five times more likely to have attempted suicide than their straight cis peers. Mm-hmm. Um, 42% of a trans adults have made at least one serious suicide attempt in their life, compared with just 8%. 8 of cisgendered heterosexual adults. 24% of trans adults have made multiple serious attempts compared with 1% of cishet. That is staggering. Yeah. That's no little difference. Yeah. That's a few, there's a few percentages. This is, this is, this is a multiply by five, ten? ten? That's a lot. Um, trans adults are also significantly more likely to have self-harmed. Mm-hmm. So that would be cutting, self-mutilation, that type of thing. of trans adults have self-harmed more than once, compared to 5% of cis-has adults. Twice as many trans adults have self-harmed once, compared to, and that's 8%, compared to cis-has, which is four, which is literally double. Yep. 66% of trans adults have thought about killing themselves more than once in their life, compared with the 16% of cis-has adults. Which is... What's I don't know. These these numbers are just kind of disgusting. Like it's yeah, not disgusting. It's like just deeply, it's deeply, deeply disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like you know, I don't know. It's it's one thing to feel disconnected from the experience of like our trans brothers and sisters, but like to also feel like blindsided that this is the actual experience that they're going through um, is remarkable. Yeah, and keep in mind this article was written in twenty twenty one, back when not all of this was going on. So I have a feeling these statistics are going to drastically increase over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, and then we'll be here to make the episode on that. Great. The study had also once again included factors that uh, lead to that being family rejection, institutional discrimination, living in poverty, housing insecurity, criminalization, and a lack of access to gender affirming healthcare. Um, this next thing is done by the Trevor Project. If you're not aware of what the Trevor Project is, I definitely would recommend going and looking it up. They mm-hmm. are a huge, huge proponent of LGBTQ um, and trans adult and youth resources, mm-hmm. both gender-affirming care, crisis, all, like, they do yeah. so much. Yes. So much. Um, so the first statistic they threw out, suicide is the second leading, leading cause of death among young people aged 20, 10 to 24 in the LGBTQ. They're the second leading cause of death is suicide. Yeah. Not cars, not cigarettes, not heroin, yeah. not, not whatever getting demonized thing you think is right. out there. Yeah, not getting gender-affirming health care as a child. It's just suicide. Yeah. So that's cool. LGBTQ youth are also more than four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers. And then the Trevor Project estimates that more than 1.8 billion LGBTQ youth, 13 to 24, seriously consider suicide each year in the U.S. And this next stat really kind of punched me in the gut. At least one attempt suicide every 45 seconds. So that means as we've been sitting here, we've been recording about 23 minutes. And so that would be over around 30 suicide attempts just since we've been sitting here. And that sucks. The Trevor Project's 2022 national survey on LGBTQ youth mental health found that 45% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year, including more than half of them. Yeah. So, and there's one, it didn't print out twice, but 
Um, this is specifically stats on transgendered adults. Mm -hmm. um, so taking the youth out of it. And this also is a worldwide stat. So the suicide attempted rate among transgendered persons ranges from 32% to 50% across the countries. Um, Gender-based victimization, discrimination, bullying, violence, being rejected by family, friends, and community, harassment by intimate partners, family members, police, public discrimination, and ill treatment in healthcare systems are the major risk factors. So basically everything we're doing right now. Yeah. Got them. The current state of how it is right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't... I keep trying to figure out, like, what is the, the right is trying to, like... Just like what Keeping Against God intended, like what what are, what are they really thinking it's is happening? A much larger power grab, mm -hmm. like it it really so. Without deep diving off into a completely political tangent, mm -hmm. um, these are all you know very known power moves, mm -hmm. um, fear mongering. Um, going after the weaker and minority groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for so long, white women have thought that they would be protected by aligning themselves with powerful white men, mm -hmm. and now they're being turned on, mm -hmm. um, which is what I was trying to warn everyone about in my TikToks, that, like, you're not safe. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think you've aligned yourself with the safe group, mm -hmm. which right now would be Republicans, you're not safe mm -hmm. unless you're white and rich. Mm-hmm. That's who they're looking out for. They're, yeah. they're feeling, my understanding and my interpretation of it is right now, a lot of these rich white men and the white women who are mostly white women, obviously there's outliers, but I'm going to generalize here. Rich white men and white women are feeling a lack of control as more minorities are moving up, the power imbalance is changing, power is being taken away from them, and now they're power grabbing. And this is typical fear-mongering. I mean, people might have an issue with this, but if you go look at what the Nazis did and what other fascist regimes and communist regimes have done, it's pretty on cue. Um, if you go research, uh, I think it's the eight steps of genocide. We're on step six, seven. Yeah, I saw something about that recently. Um, this is pretty typical for what happens when groups try to regain power they feel they have lost. Hmm. Okay. And they're marketing it to other right-wing people as just like, hey, this could bring back the traditional family system or... We're protecting children. Oh, right. Yeah. No, that's what's on these statistics. Mm -hmm. It's definitely showing that this is absolutely going to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Which All is right. why you're going to see a lot of, you know, I'm a Christian and being attacked, which you're not. You're in the majority. You're not being attacked. Yeah. I even asked someone the other day who did this whole post of like you got to be prepared to fight the fight because as Christians, we're under attack. And I was like, I literally asked them, who's attacking you? Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, right now, no one. And I was like, cool. So oh. you're just fear-mongering. Yeah. Well, they will attack. And I'm like, who? who? And he never could answer. He eventually blocked me. And uh -huh. I just kept asking, who? What are you talking about? So it's this whole narrative that they've had forever. This is also a deeply Christian religious narrative that they've had forever. We're being attacked. Shut up. No, you're not. You're doing the attacking. Yeah. That's called gaslighting. Thanks. Seriously. 
Okay, so that all sucks. And um, one thing that you may have already been seeing, I know, April, you've already experienced some like people that you know who've been deciding to move out of Gainesville, move out of Florida altogether, yes. just because this landslide of unhelpful, harmful, hugely harmful, life-threatening bills are being passed. Um, we are seeing people moving out. And I hate it because I also like, you know, I'm thinking, wow, I hate being here. I, maybe I should consider moving. Then I immediately get angry because it's like, but I live here too. This is my home. I shouldn't feel like I have to leave. I shouldn't feel like I have to be worried about my friends who live here who are trans. I freaking, it was like just the other day that somebody posted on their story. I just met a new friend who just happened to be trans and that posted on the story that they received an anonymous message about being hunted down and having their neck snapped. And I'm like, this person is 21. <laughs> like, why? I, I, they're an artist. Oh, oh my God. You yeah. know, like, so it's just like, it's harrowing for sure. But let's look at uh, where we even rank. Oh my God, we're not even on this list. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> on the list of 20 safest countries for LGBTQ travelers, um, I, as I just said, the United States is not on there. Um, number one, if anybody can guess, Canada. Mm-hmm. Number two being Sweden, which I've also heard is like yeah. this perfect place yeah. with free healthcare and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Netherlands, Malta, Norway, which is five in case you're keeping count, Portugal, Spain, Denmark, Belgium, United Kingdom, France, Iceland, Switzerland, Ireland, Luxembourg, South Africa, Germany, Chile, Uruguay, and Austria. Chile. Sorry, Chile. I said Chile like the food. I apologize. Chile. <laughs> they're like, ooh. They're like, CJ, please have some culture. You're absolutely right. And they're, you know, kind of to your point of the whole, like, moving away but not wanting to. Like, it's also getting to the point where half the states have anti-LGBTQ legislation anyways. Yeah. So where are you moving? Right. Exactly. Yeah. California. Like that's where (laughs) a lot of my friends have started moving is just back. They're headed back West or. I definitely um, thought about a country jump for sure. Or United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Mm, So great to be herded out of your home. But that also, I mean, and this is something I saw someone else speaking on. Being able to move comes from a place of privilege. Yeah. It's expensive, mm-hmm. very expensive to move even across country. You're mm-hmm. talking, a move to California is probably going to cost three to 5000 minimum. Yeah, and I'd say that's on the low end. No. That is on the low end. And I would say that's just moving costs that might have even, like, account for, like, your first months and security deposit and all that. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you're probably looking closer to ten to fifteen. Yeah. And then to move out of country depending on where you want to move um Mm -hmm. like moving to the uk you have to have a fair amount of savings they want Mm -hmm. to see financial soundness or you need to have a job there um there are other countries that you can work remotely get a work visa you know you're really gonna have to do research on where you can move out of country um and sometimes moving out of country is actually cheaper because their rent's cheaper their cost of living's cheaper um so you know when you're telling people oh you should just move Understand that that is not possible for a majority of the people that live in these states. That's so true. And why doesn't the legislation just move? <laughs> why don't right. you guys just leave and let me have my state? So moving's not really going to be an option for, for probably 70 to 80% of the population. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to have the funds to do it. It's, that's just how it is. Yes. 
Oh my so, god, this looks so bad. But also, let's review over the places that are actually not safe for LGBTQ So don't travelers. go there. So don't go here. I repeat, this list is where you don't go. I don't think I printed all of it, but top 11. Top 11, let's go. Brunei. I don't know where that is. Saudi Arabia. Nigeria. Kuwait. Malawi. Guyana. Guyana. Mm-hmm. Uh, UAE. Yep. Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Sudan. Libya. Yemen. And probably nine other others. There will be nine. Probably United States is on there. Yeah, probably honestly, Florida is on the list. Well, and I mean, many other countries are now issuing travel advisories, warning people not to come to the U.S. because of how we are right now. Yeah, like there are active travel travel advisories in most other developed countries against the United States at this point. Yeah, great. Don't blame them. I mean, between. It, this and then also the immigration bills that are going through right now mm-hmm. where like in in Florida for example if you're not aware if you are an illegal immigrant even driving into the state of Florida is a felony if you are driving with a person who is an illegal immigrant but you are legal that is a felony um, I, heard about this. I also heard about it extending to not being able to use illegal immigrants as workers for uh, yeah so anymore. a lot of and we're seeing that here even um I was just out on a construction site. I work in real estate and property management. One of our communities is a new construction community, and there's, like, next to no one out there working. Yeah. They said that all construction that has happened in Miami has come to a complete halt. Yeah. Same in Orlando. A lot of the major cities, uh, construction just stopped. Um, You're also going to see a slowdown in farm production because, like, most of the farm workers, farmhands, are immigrants because... Mm -hmm. No one else wants to do that job. Mm-hmm, exactly. I was talking to a farmer that lives near me. He can't even get white people to show up. He had one guy he tried to hire. He worked for two days, walked off the job, told him to keep the money. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But so yeah. that's why, I mean, I, I literally could go off on an entire ass tangent on why illegal immigrants are so fucking important to our economy. It's going to destroy Florida. Mm-hmm. And so many, I mean, people that clean your hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Support staff, waitress staff. These are all the jobs that, like, white people don't want. Yeah. You could not beg a teenager to go pick watermelons in a field for eight hours a day. No. No. Like, you could not beg them. Mm -mm. Or to pick the tobacco that they pick out near my house. Or, like, no, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or you would end up paying $50 for a watermelon because they're going to want health care benefits, time off. Right, exactly. Fair pay, which Mm -hmm. immigrants are not getting fair pay. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, whole last tangent I could go off. It's funny because if you're a person with privilege, the first time you're seeing this is when, like, your grocery store is sitting out. And you're like, why is this happening? I don't understand. Or when you get to hotel rooms and your hotel room can't be cleaned because everyone that's on the staff typically are immigrants. Somebody in my class told me that her mother works in hotels and they say if the bed doesn't look dirty, they won't replace the sheets. Yeah. I can especially see that happening now. They don't have a staff. We're already under a labor shortage. Mm -hmm. We already are under a labor shortage and this is what y'all are going to do. They already tried this in Alabama, by the way. It went horribly. They repealed it a year later. So there's a precedent. Yeah, so that's that's the other thing we want to talk about is, well, we can talk about how to help, what you can do in the meantime, but mm-hmm. also how to mentally prepare yourself for this. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about the mental preparation. Um, some of the best advice. Okay, bug. <laughs> wow. Is that a sock? He's big, man. I don't know what it is. I Us can't even too. see it. 
It's like we said how to mentally prepare, and the wasp was like, there's no way! Everything's going into bonkers! (laughs) That's me. It's truly. Um, So, first I'll say, if you leave or decide to go to another country, I do not blame you. I fully, wholeheartedly support you. Of course, yeah. I, I... yeah, if you have the means to do so and that will make you safer, do it. De- go for it. Yeah. I fully support that. Mm-hmm. If you do not. First, some of the best advice I've received so far, um, especially when the abortion ban was going through, was from a friend who has seen a lot. She's been around way longer than me. Um, and she said, you know, yes, it sucks, but it's going to change. You know, she was around when abortions weren't even legal, period. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have to go to other states and many other states away, like, whole days of travel to get abortions. Mm-hmm. And those weren't even legal. Um, she's seen a lot of renditions of this. So, you know, she said, you know, it sucks and, you know, have a voice, but know that it will balance out again. Like, it's going to change again. So don't, you know, try not to let yourself get too sit around on the fact that this is going to be forever. It is for now, not forever. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, I was talking to my therapist before she retired, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm just going to prepare for the next three or four years just to be really kind of fucking gnarly Mm -hmm. and kind of mentally prepare myself in a mental space for that. That way I'm not surprised by any of it. And she Mm -hmm. was like, yep, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of it is just going to be coming up with a list of self-care routines. How can you care for yourself? How do you prepare mentally for the next? Yeah few years of fighting because it is going to swing back we're already seeing republicans starting to lose races mm-hmm. lose support because their base doesn't align with them anymore yeah they've gotten too extreme mm-hmm. absolutely um yeah. and the voter base the gen z voter base which is the next largest voter base coming up mm-hmm. as we said are at least 40 percent queer yeah pretty much can guarantee they're not going to be voting republican yeah exactly so Big thing is keep reminding yourself, this is not forever, it is for now. Mm-hmm. Know that there are resources, which we're going to have available. We do. It's live on the website already. Awesome. So that's Link. up. Link. Eh. Where the wasp is, somewhere. Yeah. I actually would really appreciate if you guys could like look through this, especially if you know more that aren't on there that I can add. Um, you can either send it to us through our Facebook group, even just like posting it as a post. I want everyone to see it. Or uh, there's a form on the homepage of our website that you can kind of fill in. It'll send to us as an email. Yeah, we're in, there's not a ton of, re- like, I've just been yeah. collecting resources as I talk to people, as I reach out to other TikTok influencers, mm-hmm. we've reached out to our groups, our mm-hmm. munches, there's not been a shit ton, like, there are resources, but we've never had to congregate Organize them. like this, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, share that page, please share that page, um, share this podcast if you can, we want to mm-hmm. make sure it gets to the people that need it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it also includes a website that will help, uh, provide therapy for LGBTQIAP individuals. So I would also recommend hooking into that as a support while we're going through these times. I will say if you're an ally, don't underestimate how holding space for your LGBTQ friends can be. Yeah. And by holding space, I mean, just listen, and it's going to suck. And try not to tell them, like, it's okay, because it's not okay right now. But it will be okay, but allow that their reality to exist and hold space and hold them and hug them if they like hugs. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, honestly, when I've been talking to people who are trans or parents of trans, um, I actually haven't been telling them at all that it's okay. Yeah. Because it's not. Yeah. I've actually been trying to educate them, especially I've, I've had some parents with adult trans children who 
didn't know any of it. And a lot of this is going to affect trans adults as well. Mm -hmm. So trying to educate them on, hey, you need to go speak to your children who, yeah, they're 19, but they probably don't have the mental equipment yet to deal with all this. Mm -hmm. Like, go get them resources. Yeah, I mean, that becomes part of the familial support and the environmental support, which will prevent suicide attempts and suicide disease. So... Yeah. Um, there are a number of resources that are coming together. Um, there are going to be resources. I, you know, I call it essentially the Underground Railroad for Trans, which is mm-hmm. what they started to do with abortion resources. So um, there was one I actually just added this morning, so it's probably not up there yet. But mm-hmm. they're going to be, um, they're crowdfunding right now, but going to be getting uh, gender-affirming care and resources to trans and trans youth. Awesome. Kind of like the Underground Railroad. Um, I know a lot of the abortion, um, there's going to be some crossover. So I've heard that there's likely going to be uh, chartered flights for gender-affirming care like they did for abortion care. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll keep adding them as we find them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of it, I've just found a lot on TikTok. Awesome. Other yeah. influencers, I'm just like, what is that? Give me that. Yeah, TikTokers be doing work. So share, please. Yes, please, please share. Please, 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 please. Um, if you're an adult and you are trans, um, a lot of this does affect children, but it is likely going to affect you. Um, I have friends who are doctors that work in endocrinology clinics, which is where a lot of this goes through. Um, they are saying that you need to be prepared to have your supply cut off around July. Um. I mean, I'm going to make this public, so, you know, if I get arrested for this, cool. Um, a lot of what they're advising is going ahead and stocking up and making a stockpile. Mm-hmm. I'm not recommending this necessarily, but it was told to me that some people are telling their doctors that their levels are low, and that way they are getting bumped up in strength and then stockpiling mm-hmm. those away. Um, I'm not a medical professional. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just being told that's what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know... Be having those conversations with your doctors. A lot of them are also being advised to go ahead and seek out uh, licensed psychiatrists and psychologists because there might be some workarounds there. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely start doing your research, even as an adult. Um, if you're doing telehealth, be prepared for that to be shut down, um, even if you're not trans. So my partner's on testosterone. He has low T as a male. And we're preparing to have his telehealth likely shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just understand that you kind of just have to prepare for that, even if you're not just a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say so. Scary truth. Scary preparations needed, but look out for yourself. Scary, but if you're prepared, it's, at least for me, I would rather know up front, mm-hmm. and then I can prepare better. Mm-hmm. It sounds scary. It sounds shitty. It is. But if you do it now, at least you're not yeah. going to be quite as caught off guard. Yeah, sort of like a yes and situation here. It's like, yes, it's scary. Yes, it sucks that you have to be thinking about this. But yes, it's better to be prepared. Yeah. In the worst case. Anything I didn't... Uh, yeah, just one hour of uninterrupted crying. I think <laughs> we'll schedule that. what I wanted to add there. Um, yeah. Oh, I did make a note. So Florida also now has a six-week abortion ban. I had thought it was five weeks. 
Um, I'm pretty sure it's six. Okay. Just passed last week. We were at 15 weeks. Okay. Okay. That's it's, where I've got the kid in the five. But yeah. Still. So it was 15 weeks. The six week ban just passed last week, um, which essentially is an abortion ban. No one knows really that they're pregnant six weeks. Um, it's very rare to know that. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, going back to like pre-prepping, like this was back when we were like saying stock up on plan B, really know when your ovulation cycle is. Yeah. Get an IUD. Get an IUD for sure is also one. Somebody showed me one that's in the arm. Yes. And how they can like bend it it. and feel it. Mm -hmm. Norplant. I touched it. Yeah. It's like a little matchstick. Ah. Oh. They're good for five years though. It's great. It's great. It's great. But it's just, it's, it's. It's fine. It gives me... The, I had a friend who had it. It gives me the weebie-jeebies. I don't try not to say that, but that's what happened. No, it gives me the weebie-jeebies. Um, at least I saw it right after she had it done. So there was just oh, like a okay. lot of bruising. Oh, she gotcha. loved it. Yeah. Um, it gave me the heebie-jeebies, so I went IUD. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point... Or, you know... Easier to get than an abortion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, at least this one was fully healed, and you actually couldn't see it under the skin until she went like, and I was like, stop doing that. <laughs> stop. Stop. But then, I, but then I was like, no, this is like, this is women's health care. Let me see it and let me touch it. <laughs> so then I squeezed it, and I was like, it's, this it's is a little so strange. happy for you. It's a little strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's a mother. She already has a son. She doesn't want any more. I mean, I don't mean, blame her. You know. So, you know, we have the abortion research page. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you check that as well. That's also going to be important as we move through all this new shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... And don't get a rest. Know, know that we can. are here for support. We have munches, um, which not everyone's queer. I'm not... I don't identify as queer. We have quite a few queer, queer But we members. have a lot. Most are, I yeah. think. And it's like... It's interesting, too, because, like, I, I don't... I don't know that a lot of us are queer presenting. I have kind of an issue with that where I guess I don't know how to... Like, sometimes queer pre- queer presenting makes it more of, like, a signal of safety to other queer people. Mm. Um, so, like, yeah, sometimes, you know, very out, out there types of dressing is just like, okay, yes, but this is, like, my people type thing. Um, I just try to dress as authentically to myself as I possibly can and put myself in places where that would be allowed. Um, but, yeah, so don't be afraid, you know. I mean, and also we have members who are older who have been living their lifestyles for much longer, so that is obviously informed yeah. by times where they had to hide as well. So don't feel that you would have to be excluded from our group because maybe we don't look it. I mean, I just dress for laziness. We come to munches like this. I'm, I do this so you know how to recognize us at munches. That's why I'm not wearing my prom dress. I just took mine off. <laughs> Mine's in the my car. My tiara fell off. My... my yeah, my Princess Diana crown. <laughs> Just in your other robes? <laughs> my other robe. It's on my other podcast setting. Yep. So we have our educational munch every third Sunday, which we're about to have one today on gender, sex, and sexuality. And then we have our, what I call our fun munch, our Friday munches every Funch. first Friday, a funch, if you will, mm. every first Friday of the month. Um, and you can find those in our Facebook group. Um, obviously, please be of sound mind and body. No stalking. Can't believe I have to say that. Don't tell people you're out of grouping your friends with us if you have never been friends with us or even talk to us. Or stalk people. Anyways, um, so yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I love you all, especially our LGBTQ community. Thank you for what you do and staying true to yourself and pursuing your life as is. And I, you know, am inspired by you guys every day. And it'll change. It'll change again. The pendulum will swing back. We'll make it. And we're doing what we can. Yeah. 
So, alrighty. So very somber. Bye. Love Not you. I'm gonna it. do the end theme. Just gonna let this one ride out. <laughs>